everyone and welcome to session zero for our very first campaign the color of night in this episode we are going to be going over character creation because i have some ideas for what i want the tone and themes of this campaign to be but i actually have no idea who my character is going to be so we are going to randomly roll a character from scratch. First things first, what do we know about the color of night? This is going to be an espionage spy mystery sort of campaign set in a Dungeons and Dragons world using the Dungeon World system. Uh, I am also going to be using RPGSolo.com for all of my solo supplements, tables, uh, answering yes or no questions, answering complex questions, keeping track of characters, all that sort of solo admin will be done at RPGSolo.com. It's a great website. If you want to get into solo gaming, that's definitely what I would recommend as your one-stop shop for random tables and the like. For our backstory, uh, first of all, to fit with the espionage theme, I have elected to play as a thief in Dungeon World, uh, but I don't really know anything else about my character. So, to generate the rest of their background history, we are going to use the This Is Your Life segment of Xanathar's Guide to Everything, a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition supplement that's just about stuff and things. I don't really know, I'm not a 5th edition person. <laughs> There's a segment called This Is Your Life that has random tables for who your parents were, where were you born, life events, all that sort of stuff. So that's what this entire episode really is going to be dedicated to. First things first, let's go ahead and roll up our race. I don't need to roll up a class because I know what our class is, but what is our race? That's going to be a D100 roll. That is a 91. We're a tiefling. Ooh, I like that already. So races in Dungeon World work uh, differently from how they work in 5th edition, because instead of giving you stat bonuses, they give you a new sort of ability. Uh, like, for example, the stock races that come with the Thief in Dungeon World are the Human and the Halfling. The Halfling deals extra damage when they attack with a ranged weapon, and the Human gets a bonus to knowing things about criminal activities. I kind of want to take the Human one. So, when we use the move Spout Lore or Discern Realities about criminal activities... We take a plus one. Let's go ahead and roll up a name. Uh, do we want to have, I'm going to roll a d6, on a one through a two, we will have a female name. On a three or a four, we'll have a male name. And on a five or a six, we'll have a virtue name and be non-binary. That's a four, so we're playing a man. What 
is his name from the tiefling male names chart, also from Xanathar's. 44, he is Lucius. It's spelled weirdly, but I'm going to modify it to just be Lucius. L-U-C-I-U-S. And we're not going to roll up a last name because we're tiefling. We're probably a bastard of some sort. Which brings us to our first uh, roll. Do we know who our parents are? That's another D100 roll. That is a 15. So we do. All right. We're going to roll a D8 on the tiefling parents table. That is a two. Both parents were human. Uh, their infernal heritage was dormant until you came along. Okay, so they were just two normal human parents who had a baby, and when that baby turned like 16, it became a demon. Fair enough. Next up, birthplace, another D100 roll. That is a 70. We were born in a cave. Ooh, perhaps our parents were like... On the run for some reason? Interesting. How many siblings did we had? That's a D10 roll. I'm very good at the English language, as you can tell. Seven. We had D6 plus two siblings. Good lord. Our family was busy. We have five siblings. We're going to roll 2D6 on birth order five times. So we had... Uh, on a two... Uh, ooh, we had a twin. Okay. So we had a twin. We had a nine, a younger sibling. We had a 12, another younger sibling. That's an eight, yet another younger sibling. God, these parents really saw that, like, one of their children was a demon and was like, you know what? Let's try it again. And the final sibling is eight, a younger sibling. So we have one twin and four younger siblings. Oh boy. Uh, ooh, was our twin, is our twin also a tiefling? I'm going to say 50-50 on our twin being a tiefling as well. Yes. Ooh, interesting. Uh, let's roll up their name. First of all, the D6 of gender. They're non-binary, hell yeah. You'll have to see it. Uh, 19 on a virtue names. Doubt. Ooh, Lucius and Doubt. That's fun. And the rest? Were any of the rest tieflings? I'm going to say it's unlikely. No. Okay, so we'll just roll up four normal human names. D6 of gender, do your work. That's one, so our younger sister, rolling on English names just because I am basic, is 95. Uh, we have a younger sister named Sybil. We have a younger four, so that's a younger brother named... God, I hope he's not named Gilbert. 21. His name is Diggory. Okay. Sybil. Diggory. Oh, God. Are we all going to be named after characters from the book series that shall not be named? Next up. Die of gender. Uh, a non-binary sibling. 
I'll roll for both tables and take which one I prefer. 54. So our non-binary sibling is either Helen or Lance. Lance. <laughs> Gotta be Lance. That's a non-binary name if I've ever heard one. And last one is another non-binary. Hell yeah. And their name shall be 49 Griselda or Jocelyn. Jocelyn listed on her real names. Why not? That's fun. That's experimental. Uh, so we have our twin sibling, Doubt, our younger sister, Sybil, our younger brother, Diggory, and our younger siblings, Lance and Jocelyn. Good Lord. Our family was busy. Who actually raised us, though? Another D100 roll. That is a 44. We were raised by a single father or stepfather. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what happened to our parent? Uh, that's a D4 for the absent parent table. Three. Your parent abandoned you. Oh. Okay. I'm wondering. So I think Doubt is our biological sibling. I think maybe Sig Sybil, Diggory, Lance, and Jocelyn are all step-siblings. Okay. I like that. Ooh, actually, wait. No, it says a single father. So our dad never remarried. Ooh, so it was something that would have had to happen after Jocelyn was born. That's interesting. Uh, let's actually make that our first plot thread. Let's call it, Why Did Our Mother Leave? Uh, we're also going to, uh, very quickly, uh, I want to add our father and doubt as characters. And then we'll just group all, our, all of our siblings in one character thing. Unless throughout the course of this, we do start to see more individual personalities. But I do not want to start off with seven attached NPCs. What is our father's name? Again, going to the English table. His name is Thomas. What is his career? What did he do to uh, provide for our family? He did. Rolling on the occupation table is a 27. He was a criminal. Ooh. Oh, the plot thickens. The plot thickens. Was he good at it? I'm going to say somewhat likely. Yes. So our father was Thomas, a master criminal. My father. And my mentor, question mark, because that might be undone later, but I think it's a fun thing to put in there now. And we'll go ahead and add doubt, our twin and a fellow tiefling. And we're just going to add Sybil, Diggory, Lance, and Jocelyn as our younger siblings. All right. What was our, I feel like I, Shouldn't have asked if he was a good thief. Uh, this next role probably would have determined that. What was our family lifestyle like? 
Uh, were we wretched, poor, comfortable, or aristocratic? Let's find out with a roll of 3d6. Uh, that is a 12. So we were modest, you know. So maybe he wasn't exactly a master thief. Uh, he was more like, you know, Garrett from Thief. You know, he stole, but that didn't mean he was a rich man. He stole so he could pay rent and that kind of thing. Talking about paying rent, let's roll up our childhood home. D100. Uh, add your modifier from the family lifestyle uh, table. Uh, the uh, lifestyle modifier for modest is zero. So just a flat D100. That is 17. We lived in a rundown shack. Ooh. So I'm going to very quickly erase that he was our mentor. We're going to put that he was an uncaring drunk. He didn't use his thief money to pay rent. He used it to get drunk and whore himself to women and basically paid rent with the scraps that he had. Let's go ahead and roll up our childhood memories. Uh, it says to add your charisma modifier. I'm going to roll with the plus one because I do think I want to put a plus one in charisma. I haven't statted my character just because I think it's probably best to do that until we see what they're like. But I want to give them a plus one to charisma. So 3d6 plus charisma. Total of 11. I had a few close friends and lived an ordinary childhood. All right, then. Now we need to roll up our background i had two ideas for backgrounds uh of how we became a thief uh i was going to go with either charlatan or urchin and given that we lived a decently ordinary childhood i'm gonna say charlatan i think we were just a liar we were just a lying little shit. so why did we become a charlatan that'll be a d6 roll that's a two I became a charlatan because I learned early on that people are gullible and easy to exploit. Oh boy, sounding pretty evil or neutral aligned so far. Oofers. Well, I guess that's what this next roll is going to be for. I'm going to roll a d6 to find out why they became a rogue. That is a two. An assassin or thief wronged me, so I focused my training on mastering the skills of my enemy to better combat foes of that sort. Ooh, interesting. Was it our dad? Did our dad try and, like, latch on to us? Was like, hey, you're a pretty good con artist. Come out and we do some thefts. And then he just kept stealing our fair cut. Ooh, I think our father betrayed us. And so we'll add an uncaring drunk who betrayed me. All right, that sounds more neutral than evil. So alignments of Dungeon World work like uh, they give you a statement. Like for the neutral thief, it says avoid detection or infiltrate a location. Basically, as long as I do that once a session, I gain extra experience at the end. So our current alignment is neutral. Next question, life events. Uh, let's go ahead, 
roll up our age, uh, which is D100. 77. So we are 41 to 50 years old. Ooh, we're playing an old man. I'm into that. Uh, 40 plus D10, I guess. We're 46 years old. I'm into that. I like playing older characters. Does mean we're going to roll for D8 life events. So this is going to take a bit. How many life events exactly do we roll for? One. Ooh. Okay. Damn, now I'm kind of bummed out. <laughs> okay. Well, some big major thing happened. Uh, let's roll to find out what it is. Ten. You suffered a tragedy. Of course. Well, the dice give and they taketh away. It's going to be a d12 roll to see what sort of tragedy we suffered. That is... I think it's a nine. I still can't tell between nines and twelves. I'm going to say it's a nine. You did something that brought terrible shame to you in the eyes of your family. You might have been involved in a scandal, dabbled in black magic, or offended someone important. The attitude of your family members towards you becomes indifferent at best, though they might eventually forgive you. Ooh. I know what that tragedy was. We turned 21, and we grew horns and a tail. Ooh, I like that. Okay, so... Ooh, I'm really into that. And that was the final, like, motivating factor we needed to leave our sucky home life and our sucky dad and go out and become a thief on our own. I want to say that Doubt is still our friend, just because they, you know, went through a similar transformation, I imagine, at about the same time. Uh, let's roll to find out. We're just going to do uh, a d4 roll. So one, two, they're friendly. Three, four, they're indifferent. Just because I feel like if we went through the exact same thing at roughly the same time since we're twins, I don't feel like we would be uh, too hostile towards each other. That's a three. So we're mostly indifferent. You know, we kind of parted ways. I don't think Doubt necessarily approved of our uh, thieving to make ends meet. They probably didn't approve of the same thing of our father. Uh, also, you know, the thing that I had, I rolled up Doubt, but now they didn't turn into a tiefling until they were like 21. Uh, we're going to say that Doubt was the name they chose for themselves. Uh, and we're not going to roll up a dead name because that would be a shitty thing to do. Last thing we have to do is roll for the status of specifically our father. Because he'd have to be pretty old at this point, right? Especially by medieval standards. He'd be super old. That'll be a 3d6 roll. That is an 11. He is alive and well. Of course, he's the old bastard. Uh, is he retired? I'm going to say very likely. Yes. So our father is a retired thief. Well, that's our backstory generated. Now we just have to take care of the stats. 
Hey everyone, it's Aura here with a quick reminder that if you want to support this podcast and all of my other storytelling endeavors, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash auratthedoof and sign up today. For a minimum of $1 a month, you get access to podcast episodes up to a week early, entry into the super secret patron-only Discord, and my eternal servitude. Just so long as you keep the blood, er, money flowing. Again, that's patreon.com slash aura the dude. Patreon.com slash A-U-R-A-T-H-E-D-O-O-F. Right. Back to the show. First, obviously, we are a thief, so we're going to put our 16 into Dexterity, which gives us a plus two. We'll put our 15 into Charisma, 13 into Wisdom, 12 Intelligence. We'll actually do 12 Con, 9 Intelligence, 8 Strength. So, just for a quick overview of the stats, because stats are done slightly differently in Dungeon World, Strength 8, Strength Modifier minus 1. Dexterity 16, Dex modifier plus 2. Constitution 12, Con modifier 0. Intelligence 9, Int modifier 0. Wisdom 13, Wiz modifier 1. Charisma 15, Cha modifier 1. Next up, I want to go ahead and add a bond to doubt. Uh, what was the note that our relationship ended on? Uh, we're going to roll to answer a complex question, which will basically give us two words, and we will have to interpret those words to answer our question. Fight allies. Ooh. My relationship with doubt ended on a sour note when they insisted I stop stealing to make ends meet. We haven't seen each other since. Damn. You know what? Just because I know how I play these games, I'm actually going to swap Dex and Charisma. So now my Charisma's plus two, Dex plus one. Just because I like playing talkers. And if this is going to be more of a spy thriller than like, uh, you know, like thief, uh, then I probably want... I'm probably going to be relying more on charisma than dexterity, but you know, I'm a thief. I want good decks. Next things next, uh, let's take a look at our starting moves. Just to go over what abilities I will have when the campaign begins. Obviously, I have my racial move. Uh, so when I spout lore or discern realities about criminal activities, I take a plus one. Those are basic moves that everyone has. I will go over the basic moves as they come up. I just want to go over my starting moves just so you guys know the things I can do. First up is Trap Expert. When you spend a moment to survey a dangerous area, roll plus dex. On a 10 or higher, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. Spend your hold as you walk through the area to ask these questions. Is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? What does the trap do when activated? What else is hidden here? Fair enough. Next up, Tricks of the Trade. When you pick locks or pockets to disable traps, roll with dex. 
On a 10 plus, you do it no problem. On a 7 to 9, you still do it. But the GM will offer you two options between suspicion, danger, or cost. All right, that's fun. Of course, you gotta be able to see traps and pickpocket. And coming up next is probably the signature ability of rogues, the backstab. When you attack a surprised or defenseless enemy with a melee weapon, you can choose to deal your damage or roll decks. On a 10 plus, choose two. On a seven to nine, choose one. So we could choose, you don't get into melee with them. You deal your damage with an extra d6. Uh, the thief does d8 damage with all weapons. You create an advantage, plus one forward to you or an ally acting on it. Reduce their armor by one until they repair it. So that is incredibly handy. Lastly, we have flexible morals. Uh, when someone tries to detect your alignment, you can tell them any alignment you like. That's always fun. And poisoner. You've mastered the care and use of a poison. Choose a poison from the list below. That poison is no longer dangerous for you to use. You also start with three uses of the potion you choose. Whenever you have time to gather materials in a safe place to brew, you can make three uses of the potion you choose for free. Uh, so we could choose Oil of Taggett. The target falls into a light sleep. Bloodweed. The target deals minus 1d4 damage until cured. Golden Root. The target treats the next creature they see as a trusted ally. Or Serpent's Tears. Any dealing damage to the target rolls twice and takes the better result. I want to take Golden Root just because I feel like that, that is something that would fit more for a spy. Uh, Golden Root is applied, so we will have to uh, get it, get them to consume it, uh, which will be a little dangerous, but ah, such is the life of a poisoner. Lastly, let's go over our gear. Uh, our max carrying capacity is nine minus our strength mod. Uh, so basically we can carry eight weight, which is not going to be much. First of all, for free, we get... Uh, five uses of dungeon rations, and we get a nice set of leather armor. Let's go ahead and set that as equipped. Uh, armor in this just, it's just basic damage reduction. A uh, leather armor provides one damage reduction, which is pretty nifty. Next up, we get three uses of golden root, which I don't think weighs anything i feel like it would specify if it weighs anything uh feel free to let me know in the comments if it does weigh something i'm just going to put it as zero weight for now next up we choose our melee weapon which can either be a dagger and a short sword or a rapier i believe rapiers are precise which means you can use dexterity to hit with them instead of a strength which is very good for us because we don't have good strength so we're going to take the rapier as for our ranged weapon we're going to go with the classic ragged bow and a bundle of arrows we could go with throwing daggers but i i think this fits better i really like i'll go over it in the episode proper i really like how equipment or like specifically ammunition works in dungeon world 
Last thing we need to choose is either some adventuring gear, which is basically uh, you spend a charge and you pull something out, like a rope or a torch. Anything you would need in your basic backpack or a healing potion. We are going to take the adventuring gear and we need a bat utility belt. And that is it for our gear. So the last thing we have to go over is our luck. I want to be one of the messed up second edition tieflings. I want to be weird looking. I want to be, because I have high charisma, one of those, I guess the best word for it is monstrously beautiful. Kind of like, I guess, an interview with a vampire, but less human than that. Uh, our body will be, we'll say knobbly, since our father evidently didn't keep us too well fed. Our eyes are, we'll put eyes you can get lost in, uh, because I think that's very alluring and also very scary. Uh, our hair, we'll have cropped hair. Lucius will have a bit of a buzz cut. And our clothes are... We'll dress fancy. Why not? We we dress fancy. Please ignore the fact that we're starting with zero coin. We dress fancy. We're a man about town. And I believe that is all we have to do for character creation. So everyone, please join me in one week's time where we begin our adventures as Lucius in the Color of Night. I, I, I.